Welcome to Changing the Rules, a weekly podcast about people who are living their best life and how you can figure out how to do it too. Join us with your lively host, Ray Lowe, better known as the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, everyone. This is Ray Lowe, host of Changing the Rules. And Changing the Rules is a podcast. Uh, we're now in our 100 plus plus uh, episode over here about how people change the rules to live better lives. And every week we try and host someone who we think is one of the luckiest people in the world on our show. And the luckiest people in the world by our definition are those people who redesigned their own lives personally to meet their specs. And then they step into them and live them under their own terms. And uh, the luckiest people in the world have a number of mindsets that they have to have in order to, to take control of their lives. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of them today because we have a great guest. I can't, I can't talk this morning. A great guest, Sarah Brown. And uh, it's actually Dr. Sarah Brown. And we'll get into that in a minute. And Sarah and I met us, met each other several years ago. And Sarah actually uh, was a speaker at one of the conferences that I ran. And her comments about her book of you uh, just resonated so well with our audience that we wanted to have a chance to get back with her and find out what's changed over the years. So Sarah is an executive coach. She is an author. Uh, she is a PhD. Uh, she has some interesting studies in her background. I think her undergraduate degree is, in of all things, mathematics. Sarah, is that true? That is true. And, and, and take a minute and tell us about your PhD, because I have no idea what you're talking about when we get to this. It's just good, right? So my PhD is in a field called psychoeducational processes which is a combination of group psychology and adult learning. And the practical application of that in business is in the field of organization development or change management. In other words, how do we help people change as technology and work changes? And that's what I did for that and talent management is what I did for the last 30 years of my career. Okay, so now you have changed your life, right? You went out on your own. You designed your own life. That's why we know you're one of the luckiest people in the world. <clears throat> and I, I think you're living it under your own terms. And you're doing some really good stuff for other people in the process of doing it. So I want to go back uh, about three or four years to this uh, presentation you gave us on the book of you. And tell us a little bit about why you designed the book of you and what it does for people. And then we're going to get into the evolution a little bit later. So let's let's go back a few years. Okay. Well, the the genesis of the book of you came from a problem I saw in the last five years of my corporate career. I was managing director with Accenture. And I was observing a phenomenon. Uh, among my clients uh, inside Accenture and other big consulting firms and, ge and generally in, in my community. And it was the vast number of mid-career professional women who were unhappy in their jobs. They couldn't answer the question about what would make it better. What, what did they actually want? 
And if you don't know what you want, you're unlikely to get it. So the problem that I initially set out to tackle when I retired from Accenture was coming up with the tools and the techniques to help people get very clear about what it is they want. And the book of you is designed to do that. It is um, based off of a world-renowned assessment called the Berkman Method. And it helps an individual identify their interests, their passions, their behavioral strengths, and more importantly, their motivational needs. In other words, what kind of environment allows them to minimize stress so that they can contribute their interests and their strengths to the, the greater good? And that's what the book of you is all about. It, it uh, plays back for an individual what his or her interests, strengths, and needs are. And then it embodies that in a coaching process that he or she can go through to actually get clear about what to do about that. How can you be happier and more successful in life if you take into account what your passions are, what your strengths are, and more importantly, what environment will keep you out of stress? So the book of you is basically a coach in a book customized to you with information all about your unique personality and some tips on how you can be happy, successful, and better understood vocationally or in life. Okay. So uh, I certainly understand that knowing what you want is the key to this. If you, if you have no clues to what you want, you're, you're going to end up somewhere else. Right. And, and um, okay. So now you take people through the book of you and let's assume that you're always successful because you always are right. And all of the people that do this, all of a sudden wake up one day and they say, I know what I want. So now what do you do about it? Well, knowing what you want is step one. Taking action on it is step two. And so what I have put in place is how you can begin to take action on it and some tools. So, if, Ray, if you go back to what fundamentally needs to be in place for anybody to change, it's three steps, awareness, motivation, and functioning capability. So the awareness piece is who are you and what do you want? The motivation piece is, okay, if is getting what you want, and then the functioning capability piece are the tools to actually take action on it. So that's what uh, I'm focused on right now is really working on those tools to help people take action to get what they really want. Okay, so let's go back to knowing what you want first, okay? Uh, I think I have known what I want 47 million times in my life because I think we have to realize that things change over time. It would be great if we didn't have this thing called maintenance in life where we actually have to maintain things. So in your coaching process or your design process or whatever it is, uh, how do you stress to people that, uh, yeah, this is great. You figured out what you want. And guess what? The world is going to clobber you in the head a couple of times and some things are going to need to be changed. How do you handle that? Um, well, you handle it two ways. One is, is you be open to evolution around how you can bring your interests and strengths to new goals. So each, each uh, situation you encounter in life is going to give you feedback on are you on the right path or not? So 
Part one is being flexible enough in your goals that you can shift them, but doing so in alignment with what your interests and strengths are. Because if you pick a goal that is totally out of, um, out of the realm of what you care about, um, you're not likely to be happy going at it. You might be successful, but you won't be happy. So for example, if you don't like numbers, you're probably not going to be happy as a financial planner. You might be successful at it if you really work hard, but you're unlikely to be happy. So it is being flexible on your goals and making sure they're in alignment with who you really are. And the step two is taking action on it and dealing with obstacles. And obstacles are gonna come up. It's just a part of life. And the interesting thing about obstacles is, is that we can't usually tackle them on our own. So it's building the support structure around us so that when obstacles come up, we can work them out with another individual who knows and cares about us and figure out, is it giving us feedback on we need to change our goals? Is it giving us feedback on we need a new path towards our goals? Or do we just need encouragement and resolution to keep plowing through that obstacle? So that would be my answer to your question. Okay, so uh, I like this word accountability that you kind of stuck in there a little bit. Uh, and I know in my life, it's so happy because it, it, it's so important because nothing happens if I'm not accountable to somebody else. And I let, let's talk for a minute about the need for others because I think you said that you can't do this by yourself. Correct. I, it's been my experience that individuals don't actually get clear, really clear about what it is they want um, and don't find ways around obstacles in a really effective manner unless they work it out and talk it out with somebody that they know, uh, th somebody that knows and cares about them. So that, that's one of the values of the coaching <clears throat> process, but you don't need a trained coach to perform that function. You just need somebody who knows and cares about you and can help you clarify, is this really what you want? And how do you address this particular obstacle? What is the obstacle telling you? Is it helping you to refine your goal? Is it telling you need to find a new the path or do you just need encouragement to get through it? Okay, let's let's go back three or four years. Uh, we had this thing called COVID, everybody's favorite topic, right? And, and um, we had a lot of people who were on a path before that. Uh, okay. What have you noticed has happened to the people that you coach or the people who read your book in terms of this rather momentous change that took place and how did it affect the way they think about the book of you, the way they think about their lives and about where they're going? Okay. Um, well, I want to go back to COVID was just an obstacle that, that got in the way and it has helped people to reevaluate what they want. It has gotten them to reevaluate the path to get what they want. And it has presented obstacles that just they got to plow through with the help of everybody else. So I'll give you a case in point from my own life. I don't, it has not um, clarified, it has not caused me to change my goal of helping and empowering women. That's really where I am still, still focused. But what it did do 
was to say, I need to do it more virtually. And so that enabled me and allowed me and pushed me to develop more virtual offerings. So I have virtual public offerings right now, and I am doing virtual corporate training right now. And my coaching was always uh, primarily virtual. So that has enabled me that COVID actually was the impetus to pivot a little bit my path towards my, my, my goal. And it's actually been beneficial in that it serves my needs as well. I'm not real wild about traveling. Um, so it has enabled me to really cut back on, on travel, which has been good for me. Now, the third point, figuring all of this out, I had to work this out with another human being. And in my case, the other human being is my accountability partner, who I was actually meeting with virtually anyway. Um, and I have, have for three years, I have met with her at 9.30 every morning for three years. And so I bounced all of these ideas as I was thinking about them off her and actually refined them. Okay, so, so we had a positive change here where everybody's sitting here saying, wow, COVID, a disaster, people are dying from this. And that's a shame. I mean, we don't want anybody to die from anything. But, but it really did cause us to assess the way we do business, assess what we want. So has the book of you changed fundamentally at all because of what you've gone through? Um, I am in the process, or I, I actually have completely updated the book of you. And it has become even more robust um, than it was before. It still, um, it still contains the detailed information all about you, but it is even more detailed. And it still contains a 30-day process to work this through with someone who knows and cares about you. Um, so it retains all of that, but I have made it more robust. Okay. You know, you, you made a comment about your travel and stuff like that. And let me bring in another example. Uh, I, I had a young lady who's a filmmaker on our uh, podcast a while ago, and uh, she rolled out a film this year. It was a film about aging, and it was good enough that PBS picked it up. Mm. And it all started with her grandmother and interviewing her grandmother who said, I have to get her on film because nobody will believe that this 97 year old works out every day. Okay. So she did. And, and in rolling out the film, she said, the amazing thing about this with COVID was that I got this film rolled out all over the world, all over places where I just never could have gotten because of the cost because people wouldn't pay to fly me to all of these places. And yet we did these virtual rollouts. <clears throat> so when we think about the changes that occurred, I mean, what do you see happening? Are, are we virtual now for the rest of our lives? I don't think we'll ever be going back uh, to the degree of face-to-face, -face, at least face-to-face -face that required travel that we had before. Um, and I think that's, that's probably a good thing, a good thing for the planet, a good thing for people. Um, travel is not, travel for work is, is hard. It's hard work. And the more we can uh, substitute virtual interactions like this, um, the better off I think we're going to be from that perspective. That being said, there are some losses in virtual, and I don't think it is going to ever completely replace 
uh, complete human one-on-one -on -one contact, but I don't think we're going back. Okay. Um, let me digress a little bit here because I want to address some of the things. We have a book coming out and I want to thank you for being a contributor to that book. And let me tell everybody what the contribution that you made it because it's, it's such a small part of what you do, but it's so, so significant that it's incredible. Uh, one of the quotes that I put in there about you is that the luckiest people in the world learn how to use their internal power to be happy regardless of their situation. And take a minute and tell everybody how you become happy every day. And then let's build on this in a different way. Um, okay. Well, one of the, one of the points that I um, make is, is that you don't have to completely change your circumstances in order to be happy. In fact, when I'm coaching women, I don't want them to go change their jobs just to be happy. I want them to get in touch with what makes them happy where they currently are. And that comes from real self-awareness and self-knowledge. And so you get a lot of that from reflecting. Um, you, you get a lot of that from reflecting on uh, what's going on in your life and how it impacted you. And I do a lot of that. Um, but you also get a lot of it by just getting still and listening. So I have a daily practice in the morning of journaling. I journal what's going on in my life, how I'm reacting to it to see what insights come out of that. And then I have a meditation practice where I just try to get very quiet and listen. Okay. And, and you know, if, if you listen to what you're trying to do for people, if you can make people redesign their lives so that they're generally happy people, they're going to be generally happy anyway, right? Exactly. I mean, if you're living your own life, what's not to be happy about it, except that little things get in the way and you have to be able to change your attitude every day and make sure that you understand where you're heading and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things that you uh, indicated you do is you do a lot of thinking and introspection about who you are and where you're going. Uh, any comments for other people about how to do that or why it's so important? Um, well, I have two comments about this. The first is um, I find journaling very helpful because it gets it out of me and it makes it more concrete. It's, um, it is a way for me to express uh, what's going on with me. But like I said, I don't think anybody gets really clear about this until they voice it to another human being. So journaling is a step along the way but expressing it to another human being goes a significant, a significant way. And I'll tell you a quick story, Ray, about this. When Abraham Lincoln was working on the Emancipation Proclamation, he called a friend of his by the name of Leonard Swit to come from Springfield, Illinois, so that he could bounce ideas off of him. And he went up one side and down the other for hours with this individual around what to include, how far to go, what should be, uh, who should be the target territories and all of this stuff. And at the end of that process, he said to Leonard Swit, thank you very much, I have my answer. Leonard Swit walked out of the cabinet room and said, I never said a word. So what was happening is, is 
Abraham Lincoln was voicing it to another human being and getting very clear about what was in him, what were his ideas, how he wanted to move forward. And it was important that he do that with an individual who knew and care about him, but it wasn't so much the other individual, it was us voicing what's important to us. And so I think that's really important and that's why I built people into the coaching process in my book of you. All right, well, there's our nugget for the rest of our lives right there, I think, because I think it's so true. When, when you get a chance to talk through with yourself in the presence of somebody who cares, and that's what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's uh, we're getting near the end of our time, and there are a couple of things that I want to kind of get from you here. Uh, so uh, you've changed here a little bit of what you've done. Now, you haven't changed your goals. You haven't changed the vision of where you've gone, but you've changed a little bit by making your book of you more detailed. You've changed the way you present it because you're doing much more virtual kinds of things. Uh, is there anything else that's coming out in the way that you're working with people to help them understand who they are? Um, Yes, I've developed an online course, actually, um, that takes people through this this process of getting clear about who they are and um, how to translate that into goals. Um, It's another example of going virtual and it can be done with or without the book of you. Um, and it's available at knowthyselfacademy.com. But that's another way that I've gone about adjusting to um, the change in our current situation and the opportunity that it presents to go more virtual. Okay, so to keep it simple, uh, the, the, the knowwhoyouare.com, uh, can we reach that through the book of you? If we go to bookofyou.com, is that going to get us there eventually? Eventually, it will get you there. Yes, but it's called knowthyselfacademy.com. Yeah, so I I think we'll certainly, people have noted that. We'll put that in our notes so that people can find you. Um, You know, any other words of wisdom that you would have for people? Um, It's as simple as the jingle, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. And let me decode that. Row, row, row your boat means you got to take some action on getting what you want. Gently down the stream is code for, but it doesn't have to be hard work if you're in line with your interests and your strengths and you're getting your needs met. Merrily, 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 happiness is your key to whether or not you're on the right path Life is but a dream. It all starts in the head. Okay, Sarah Brown, PhD, coach, uh, woman of the world, uh, accountability coach, among other things. Uh, You know, there's nothing to say after row, row, row your boat. So let's leave people with that thought. Thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you so much for being one of the luckiest people in the world. And thanks so much for following up with us. And we're going to look forward to hearing from you periodically to find out where you're going and how you're helping people. So uh, thanks for being here, Sarah. Thanks so much, Ray. Okay, Jim, can you sign us off? Thank you. Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a weekly podcast about people who are living their best life and how you can figure out how to do that too. Join us with your lively host, Ray Lowe, better known as the luckiest guy in the world.
just gonna have to be 